Welcome to the Bell & Gossip Podcast, live from the 2020 AHR Expo. I'm your host, Amanda Holloway, joined by Griffin Goda, and throughout the show, we'll have some fantastic guests and topics to share with you in this series, including several of our manufacturers, reps, and xylem experts. You'll get insights into the trends they're seeing in the HVAC and plumbing industry. Enjoy the show. I am here with Rich Blong at AHR 2020. Rich, if you can just introduce yourself and what you do for Xylem. Yeah, I'm the Vice President of Engineering and Product Management for Applied Water Systems, which is you know, about a billion and a half or so revenue for Xylem. It's a, it's a large part of Xylem. And I've been in the engineering or product management area for over 25 years. <laughs> Fantastic. And what are like some of the top two to three trends you're seeing in commercial buildings You know, in your role today? Well, I, th- I think you saw a lot of it out on the show, but I, for me, people are looking for simplified systems that'll provide them productivity. They want easy, install it fast, and then if you provide a nice, fast installation, the customer gets productivity, but they also want those items to be connected and get information out of them. So, Fast and simple solutions, connected solutions. So if there's a problem, we'll go ahead and be able to tell them that they have an they have an issue, and then we'll go ahead and provide service or maintenance. That, that's a big deal. And then I also see a general trend towards integration of equipment. You see pumps and motors and drives kind of coming together like your sure. phone. Yeah. And and are these trends pretty consistent across North America? So U.S., Canada, similar, or are you seeing? That's actually, I think that's a global trend. Trying trying to be connected, using using the internet, using the possibilities of the digital technology to make things smart and help drive improvements and productivity for customers is really a global thing. Even in China, China has some of the most advanced cities in the world. And they do things with everything with their phone. I mean, they're paying with their phone, very advanced place. India's the same, they're coming along. So the trends for that kind of thing are really everywhere. So your team, you're leading the innovations for this type of thing. Um, what are you doing from a product innovation standpoint that within hydronic systems that are going to address this right. sort of interconnectivity trend? Well, right now, all our, all our new solutions are geared towards meeting the needs of those trends. Uh, the products we're coming out with, like the next generation residential circulator, the Echo Circuit Cell 3-phase, they're all connected products. So uh, not all the building management systems connect to us yet, but we're trying, it's kind of like a while ago when we were all getting the phones, we'd have drops, right, to put the network in. So we're making sure that all our products are connected and smart yeah. so that we're prepared for when we can come out with services that really take the information from their connected products and tell customers how to save even more money. So you mentioned the EcoSuc XL3 phase. Yeah. Any other recent product launches that you think are really making an impact in the industry right now? The, well, there's plenty. The E82 twin pump, again, if you look at that product, that was probably one of the most popular things in our booth this year. And I think it's because you have two pumps, really with one volute that brings them together. And what it provides, if you compare that to uh, conventional two pumps installed, the efficiency is better, you have less horsepower. And so, for example, customer might need a 30 horsepower motor on two separate units where we're providing two tens. So the total is about 10 horsepower or less. And the savings, because you can operate with a drive on each unit to the demand for the customer is really, it's really nice. I mean, it's very large savings for our customers. So it's a better, it offers parallel pumping. 
in one unit or a single pump if you don't need the demand. Uh, and it really allows customers to optimize what they're doing in their buildings. Sure. And what about ESP system-wise? How has that impacted uh, our work here? Well, the ESP, ESP system-wise is a key tool for the designers and the engineers because what it allows them to do is take uh, you know, a company like Xylem and Bell & Gossett is a big brand. It allows us to lay out the solutions for our customers and they can pick the perfect pump for uh, their system. So what, what we offer versus some of our competitors is we have that full array. So depending on your situation, you can select the E82 or the E80 or the E1510 or an EchoCirc, you know, XL3 phase. You can pick the right product for the situation, which not all of our competitors have that. Sure. That's really our advantage. That's great. And we're speaking with Mark Hansel tomorrow morning, but um, I know he's handling a lot of our product regulatory affairs. Yeah. And obviously, we it's 2020, and so the DOE came out with their ruling, right. and, and so we're meeting those efficiency standards, and we have been for several years. Right. So what are you seeing in the ter in efficiencies for the industry then, considering that we've, Bell & Gossett's already hit that compliance mark. Right. So are we just continually re refining that efficiency and getting even better, or what, what are we doing to kind of keep that ball moving? Right. Well, both in Europe and North America, there are regulations driving efficiency because you know, it's very important for all of us to save our planet and certainly make our planet more energy efficient and green. And by us driving efficiencies down continuously, not just stopping, we help in that effort, right? So if our products draw less energy and provide uh, what customers need for flow and comfort in buildings at much less power cost, that all, that all aids in that. And so Europe and North America are both pursuing you know, basically higher and higher efficiency or lower, lower power cost per for our pumping units. And so we'll keep in going down that path and trying to meet those efficiencies. Sure. It's very critical, actually. But not all our competitors are there. And again, you know, yeah. nice advantage for Zyme is, you know, we were able to get through the DOE regulation compliance without a lot of design work because we had previously, through our E-Series, E1510, E80, right, right. met a lot of the efficiency standards several years ago. Yeah, which is fantastic. Being so far out ahead of it, the DOE 2020, um, do you feel like you are still seeing that advantage or do you feel like even in some cases you're so far out ahead that people aren't even aware that they need to be in this regulatory compliance? Do you still have to do some teaching on that front first or is it pretty yeah. well known? No, actually we've, we've been um, preparing our representatives, our Bell sure. & Gasset Network for a while and we've been communicating to not only them, but you know, power companies and things like this, that these are com these are coming, the regulations are coming. And we also, through our products, offer power rebates. Uh, the theme that we talked about this week with our rep network is, you know, with Bell & Gossett, you have no concerns. You know, if you gotta meet DOE, you go with Bell & Gossett because all of our products comply. You're already good. Not everybody can say that. There's a worry-free if you select, you know, a nice red belt and gossip pumps. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, which is very important to customers. Right, it's one less thing to worry about. Right, because yeah. the, you know, the engineers, the consultants, um, the construction folks, they have a lot to worry about. And uh, when you're a supplier like us, a solution provider, if we can make it easier for them and they don't have to worry about these kinds of things, it allows them to focus on putting the building up, which is a big task in itself. And we'll take care of the mechanical room and help them in there. Mm -hmm. We were speaking with uh, one of the Bell & Gossett manufacturers reps earlier today, 
Um, and he was explaining that something he's seeing in the New York, New Jersey area, especially, is because space is such at such a premium right. that a lot of these new developments, they're just really trying to compact the size right. of the mechanical room. So, um, since you're leading up the products, product development for for that for this industry, you right. know what are what are you doing to be able to kind of meet that need? Well, I'm not sure if you took a look at the E82, but the E82. Uh, is a very compact unit. Basically, you have two pumps with one volute, and it's about yay big and yay high. Yeah. And what the customer gets out, you put the drives on there, and you can just literally drop it into the piping, right? So, you know, they have a you know they have a shutoff valve. You know, they have a, it can just drop in between the suction and discharge, and they're they're in really good shape. Versus, you know, where you have a couple of pumps in parallel, they're a little bit more spread out. Sure. Uh, so when space is tight. You know, we can go ahead with the E80 single pump if that's all they need, or a couple of pumps sure. in the E82. We're also coming, going to come out with an e, uh, Echo Circ XL three-phase twin pump, just like we have the twin E82. Okay. Which gives you, you know, an integrated drive smart product and a twin that allows you to do similar things, you know, in very small and tight spaces. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the trend. It's just, like you said, continuing to sort of package right. this stuff together, drives, controls, motor, and, and the pump. Right. In, in something that's very easy to to install. Right. Well, if you look at our phones, our phones used to be a, you know a laptop and a phone, and and now yeah. it's you know this little Tiny device. Tiny little thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's a good. Comparison. We got every, we got the power, and yeah, and that's really where a lot of indus industries are going. We I had a chance to um, Xylem has a partnership with MIT, and we've talked to them, and one of the uh, professors. Uh, was working solely on mini miniaturization, if I can get that out. <laughs> you know, his guidance to us was everything is going smaller because, again, it drives efficiency and productivity. So, and with the technologies out there to digitize, um, there's a lot of advancements to allow us to get in those smaller packages. So can you expand on that a little bit, like the, the digitizing technologies? What is that? Well, I mean, if you just look at, you know, computers and laptops how small things are so, going and yeah. medical devices mm -hmm. he was just saying is we if we want to keep competing long term you know there's technet the winners of the the long run uh will be able to put things in smaller tighter packages because mm -hmm. again if you're smaller uh you're going to be able to draw less power for the similar flows that used to take a lot more bigger equipment mm -hmm. and sure. that's that's how you're providing improvements to the industries out there that we serve yeah mm -hmm. and with urbanization i mean same thing it's not just new york that's dealing with space right. constraints right everybody in any major metropolitan right. space area. is critical sure. <laughs> it really right. is. yeah i mean so i i know that we have in one of our facilities in morton grove illinois we've got a 3d printer mm -hmm. is that contributing to this this uh miniaturization is as you called it, or well, well, long at long haul, what it's doing for us right now is really helping us uh, prototype our product developments faster. And for us, you know, the world wants products in three, four, five, six months, and our development times, although much improved, are still like at 18 months or a couple of years. Sure. Uh, so with the 3D printing technology, we're able to get prototypes out faster, put product concepts together sooner, test them, and that will help us cut time in the development cycle. Uh, Long-term 3D printing technology can get to the point where it can provide product. Right. You know, uh, manufacturers like Boeing are making turbine blades. They're 3D printing turbine mm -hmm. blades. Now, th those products are more expensive. We've certainly looked at producing parts with 
3D printing, but for us, the price point's not quite there. It's getting closer. Uh, we've looked at creating titanium heat exchanger bonnets out of it. There's still a gap, but you know we've looked at all right. We're going to keep looking at it. Sure. You know, within three to five years, it might be the same price as technology advances. On our show, In the Field with Gould's Water Technology, the latest series covers tips and trainings for small business owners. Listen to all five episodes of the Small Business Toolbox series wherever you get your podcasts. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the plumbing side. We've talked a lot about the HVAC side. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of plumbing products are, are you working on right now, and um, what are some of the challenges you're seeing in, in that space? Well, again, on the plumbing side, uh, we talked to our reps this week, and they're really looking for us to combine units. Like on the plumbing side of a building, you know, we have air separation and magnetic separation, which are separate products, and they're looking for us to, okay, can you put the magnetic separation and the strainers in, in the air separation so we can combine the units? Same sort of theme, but can we take what maybe is three or four items in a, in a plumbing system and combine them, right? Um, if you look at a residential building or something like that that's more housed in apartments, you know, even our next generation residential circulator, uh, it's a you know combined motor pump drive unit in a very small little package. And so, you know, without getting into specifically what we might be doing, again, we'll be taking more components and putting them into combined units. Same yeah. trends, because again, it's less cost, easier to install. Uh, if you walk the floor out there and saw some of the heating and the boiler systems, everything's really, you know, nice and compact. And I was, uh, I can't remember the company, but there was one company out there providing, you know, heating without a tank, right? It was tank, they were advertising tankless heating. It was, you know, really, if you're, if you're in your house, you have like a tank that's so high. Sure, yeah. This was a box about this, this wide, and they were providing heating. Wow. So, you know, again, smaller, compact, right. everything's in there using technology to provide a, you know, same sort of output, but in a different way, more efficient way. And just to kind of expand on that, we've talked about drives, controls, motors, this this combination of things. What are some advancements in these products? Um, Like the the drives, controls, motors? Yeah, what we're working on is, is certainly, you know, drives, which is a variable frequency drive, when I say drive, motors, and then the hydraulic end. The advan- where we're going is trying to combine those units on a larger and larger scale. Right now we're doing it you know, with our EchoCirc and EchoCirc Plus products, EchoCirc Excel products, but we'd like to extend that, right? So if you, you know, one of the solutions we offer right now is an E1510 that's on a base uh, with a motor and then a hydrovar drive attached sure. to it. Yeah. You know, our thoughts are, okay, let's, can we combine that in a smaller package and, and mm-hmm. eliminate a lot of the connections and bring it all together? Again, smaller space, same output to the customer, but besides being smaller, more efficient, it'll also tell them when, say, hey, the bearing's ready to go, you guys got to do some maintenance. Yeah. Uh, and potentially it'll tie into Alexa and some of those different systems that are out there that right. are all connecting our homes. Yeah, right. yeah we buildings. were just hearing about that. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's just kind of, crazy to wrap your head around like this is the size of the E1510 now and right. we want to shrink it and right. in that way still making it better right because it, it makes their mechanical rooms smaller more efficient yeah 
um, it allows them to save space and and do more and obviously they whatever room we take up is not an occupancy right so you want right. to provide it yeah is in a smaller package as we can so they can sell more space right that's what they really want to do right. they want to opti- optimize the space in the building uh, to their customers it's just really interesting for it correct me if this is off like an industry for a while that you know a big pump is good just hit your maximum <laughs> flow you know and then you're just set this is quite a shift really right to try to and i'm sure the industry's coming around to it but to kind of position it as actually smaller is better right you know what what the industry used to do is they used to again oversize things right the concern yeah. was i wouldn't have enough power enough flow so um, the designers and the engineers would go ahead and pick a larger system than they needed, and then we'd throttle down with a valve, which all wastes energy. That was how we did it long ago, but now with uh, variable frequency drives, based on whatever you're monitoring, either pressure or temperature, we can dial that in and through speed um, get them the output they need. So we don't necessarily have to put that big pump in. We can put the right kind of size pump, speed up, speed down. Mm-hmm you know, go ahead and hit their needs for high demand times, low demand times at night. Uh, and then we are also integrating things like AutoDAP where the system will actually learn learn right. the patterns, which also as it learns, it'll start adjusting itself and then, you know, adjust to the building demand and, and how people are, yeah. you know, using, using the heat or the cool liquid, right? Sure. Christmas is going to run heavier, right? When you got people visiting and different times of the year, not so much. Yeah. Sure. Right. So it'll learn. Yeah. Are we, are, are you working with any other parts of our business? And, you know, over the last few years, we've acquired some different businesses, including census. Are we, are you working with any of those uh, other businesses on how to bring that technology into our products? Yes, we are actually. Um, census, which we, 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 purchased a few years ago, they are helping us with our pallet electronics and uh, there's a small little kind of very entrepreneurial business in the Cambridge uh, United Kingdom and their expertise is sensors, whether it be pressure, temperature, and small devices. So we're actually working, working with them on a patented sensor for our next generation commercial circulator. They'll actually go into the product, it'll be a patented item um, that'll help the performance of our next generation commercial circulator. Fantastic. Yeah, cool. So it's, it's really helping us. Some of the acquisitions that Zion has made of really helping bringing technology together yeah. so we can optimize what we do. Just mm-hmm. all, all parts of the spectrum, for sure. Yeah. So kind of speaking of next generation, but in a different way, um, everybody that we've talked to so far has had a long career in this industry. Um, what are some pieces of advice or kind of learnings that you've taken along the way that have helped you kind of in this industry for so long? I don't, well, no matter where you are, I think you have to keep learning, right? You know, I'm a little Mm -hmm. older now in my career, but my kids inspire me all the time. I mean, they're doing lots of things. I'm a keen observer of the young and career folk or the early and career folk because watching how they operate really is a projection of where we all need to operate. Uh, They don't have a lot of patience. They want things fast and now. Uh, and by observing, I think, how people are working here or in the show or in your home, it really does help you decide what maybe needs to be done for the next set of products. But I think um, my advice is to keep learning. We all get our you know, college education, or we may, some of us may get a master's. But 
what those things are for is to help you be a lifelong learner. And I think the people that do the best just keep learning. Whether it be with your family situation or wherever you work, I think that's the critical thing. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, and it sounds like you're on the forefront of the industry too. So all the stuff that you're learning in your everyday life or with your family, like there's some way that it's applying itself to your right. everyday work. Yeah, I think so. And there's things that uh, we used to do maybe 15 years ago that I never liked. So now we have the technology to fix it, which is yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you you, for, uh, you remember? Oh, that was always bad. So let's fix it now. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, yeah, you just very observant. I think lots of people that have been very innovative over the years in lots of different industries if you read books on them they were always very observant with how things worked and they they go in and they're problem they're natural problem solvers they're curious they're learners and they want to make things better for all of us and so i think that's really that's good lessons for all of us So just want to kind of end on um, Watermark. We had at the booth earlier today an announcement about Watermark 2020, which is our commitment with our manufacturers reps to do at least 20 Watermark projects throughout North America this year. Right. So just what's your reaction to that and just the Watermark program in general? No, it's it's a great program because I think that the nice thing about, you know, my children and the the people that are coming through, whether you call them millennials or Gen Zs, whatever they are, I have both sets in my house. I have a Gen Zer, my son, and I have some millennials. But they're very community conscious. They want to make a difference in the world. And so I think what's nice about that is is that it helps um, our company make a difference in the world. And I think for the people that are, that are entering the workforce, they love doing that because our world's got things that need to be fixed. And so I think... Yeah. Uh, in the water area, which is a very um, global issue, I, it's great that we're doing that. I worked in a flood zone with my wife over a weekend. Wow. You know, after Duke Power let this, uh, we had a lot of rain, and then they opened up a dam prematurely, and they flooded this area out. And so going in there and doing work like that, it's very, you know, it's heartwarming. You, you, you make a difference in people's lives when you do that. Yeah, Try very rewarding, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. I really appreciate you... Um, I should say we really appreciate yeah. you coming out here today and um, right. speaking with us. And I hope you have a great rest of your show. I will. Thanks for your time. Appreciate Thanks. it. The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe 